The Chicago White Sox had an off day on Thursday, and after 13 games, they are a disappointing 5-8. and eight. Sox have just not been able to pull it all together for an extended stretch, and when I mean uh, extended stretch, it's uh, at least two games would be nice. Uh, Sox kick off a three-game series against the Baltimore Orioles Friday night on the south side. Ian Eskridge and Danny Miller from White Sox Daily join me in a moment to talk all things White Sox. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked On White Sox. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off uh, your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Game Time. Hey, I'm your host Nick Morawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan. Recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in a beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Real treat on Lockdown White Sox. I've got Ian Eskridge uh, and Danny Miller from White Sox Daily joining me to chop up uh, all things White Sox on this season. Welcome, Ian and Danny. Hey, Nick. How you doing? Good evening. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for having us, man. It's good to be here. It's been 13 games. It feels like it's maybe been two months. Um, I feel like the Sox should be maybe at least seven and six. Uh, they've got a tough stretch uh, throughout April and in May. Uh, let me go with uh, to you, Danny, on this. Uh, what has been maybe some disappointments, some specific disappointments, and maybe some successes that you've seen with this White Sox team early on? Um, God, where to start with that? That's a, <laughs> I feel like that's a loaded question, but, uh, you know, when we got, if, if we're going to get into specifics, uh, disappointment, and I know uh, Ian might find this funny, but, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about that Gavin Sheets gaffe in right field yesterday. Uh, I would say things of White Sox years past resurfacing is a little bit of a disappointment for me. Uh, I thought we had probably seen the last of him in the outfield, but alas, here we are. And, uh, you know, we're seeing some things that, uh, aren't exactly what we expected. Um, but you know, I gotta be honest, which I've had been pleasantly surprised with a little bit of a different plate approach. Uh, from a lot of these guys early on in the season. Um, it, it's not constant, right? It's still a work in progress for some of them. Uh, I think a lot of these guys are uh, probably maybe pushing a little bit to, you know, get the last year and a half or so behind them. And, you know, the whole motto or mantra, whatever you want to call it this year for the White Sox has been, you know, we want to earn your trust back. And I think a lot of these guys – really want to you know jump on that mantra and put the past behind them but unfortunately it's got them uh 
you know, pushing a little bit. So at times, especially with runners in scoring position, we see some guys, uh, you know, trying to be the hero. And uh, I think that's one of those things where, you know, as time rolls on and as Pedro Griffal, you know, changes the philosophy and the mindset of this ball club, because we it's going to take some time to do that. You're not going to race two years of Tony La Russa overnight, right? So I think as time goes on, you know, the positives that we're seeing now might become more consistent later on is at least my hope anyway. Yeah. Uh, Ian, let's, let's kind of go with that. I mean, do you have faith that the White Sox can, can stay healthy and, and put everything together eventually? That's the, all of the quotes recently from Pedro Grafal. We just haven't put it all together. The pitching, the hitting, the defense. I mean, could solid baseball uh, be the White Sox ad- identity eventually? Well, I mean, if they, if they don't put it all together in, uh, you know, at the same time, uh, we're going to be lucky to get to 500, so let's hope so. Um, you know, I think that the thing about the uh, the injury bug that we've seen so far this season is different from previous years just simply because it's uh, little nagging things and not anything major. So I think these guys should, you know, the guys that are having issues, you know, Mankata and uh, Eloy and, um, you know, Joe Kelly to a lesser extent, of course, um, which is with his embarrassing injury yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know like th- th- those things that they're they're all like for the most part little things the ta thing's a little bit more concerning you know with the sprained knee but it's you know again that's a you know a fluke thing which you know unfortunately as as white Sox fans you know thing that we know is nothing but fluke issues you know in the last couple of years so you know i we'll see uh we'll see what happens i guess you know i i mean at this point, I can't say that I really have faith in a whole lot, um, but uh, you know, I try and stay uh, at least pseudo optimistic at least until like Memorial Day, generally. So I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to do that. Yeah, Memorial Day, uh, May 29th, puts us at about a third of the season is gone, and that's sometimes you know a, a good way to check in on this team where they're at. Uh, uh, Scott Merkin, you know, puts out this newsletter. Uh, if you subscribe to it, it'll eventually probably show up on whitesacks.com where he has talked about teams in the past that started off slow. And then all of a sudden by, you know, mid-June, July, you know, they're eight, nine games up uh, over 500 and in first place. Uh, again, wishful thinking. Uh, obviously, guys need to stay on the field. Uh, Danny, what have you thought about uh, some of these lineups, uh, maybe even bullpen usage so far from Pedro Grafol. Well, I don't want to fault him for, you know, some of the bullpen decisions that have been made. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily agree with, you know, a, a few of the situations where guys have been brought in, uh, you know, guys like Jose Ruiz and uh, Jake Diekman coming in in the high leverage situations. Where, sure, you know, Ian and I talked about this on our show the other night. Uh, you know, Jake Diegman's whip isn't exactly awful. But he comes into game situations where there's two, three runners on already. And that 1.1 whip uh, is, you know, that one whip, that one hit or walk per inning is bringing in runs. But the reason I don't want to really blame Pedro for, you know, what's going on right now is obviously roles are kind of skewed a little bit with this bullpen with Liam being out. Uh, and, you know, Garrett Crochet eventually will come 
and uh, you know, when he's finished with his rehab assignment, he'll come up and uh, join the White Sox bullpen when he's ready. So I think those things will kind of sort themselves out. You know, we're all hopeful for those kinds of things sorting themselves out, but uh, there have been some questionable moments, obviously. Uh, as far as lineups go, uh, you know, again, I don't want to blame Pedro too much. You know, Tony said the same thing when he came in. I'm still learning my team mm. a little bit. But we see situations where, you know, you've got Lenin Sosa and Roman Gonzalez up here now, right? And I know when Lenin made his first appearance yesterday, people were kind of happy to see that. But that first game he got called up, they were like, what's he doing on the bench? The hottest bat in the minor league system. And you're doing everything you can to cool them down. And I think that was probably because maybe it was a late addition mm-hmm. to the major league club. But uh, I would have rather seen, you know, Romy Gonzalez, Lenin Sosa, and, you know, get, even get Jake Berger's bat into the lineup onto the field if we're going to be missing Yoan and, and Timmy uh, instead of, you know, Hanser Alberto and Elvis Andrews or even move Elvis Andrews over to shortstop from second base, whereas, you know, it's more natural position. So there's been some questionable moves there as well, too. But again, you know, I'm going to give Pedro the benefit of the doubt for now that he is still learning his team and his guys and, you know, what they're capable of and what their strengths are. Uh, I'll I'll go to you, Ian, before we get into a segment, too. Uh, Danny mentioned Gavin Sheets, uh, also talked about Berger. I thought thought Berger uh, should have been in the lineup on Wednesday. Uh, Give Hanser a a break. He has had a rough – he had a rough series. And Oscar Colas played some great defense on Tuesday. I mean, he, I, I don't, he's not showing me like gold glove stuff, but he doesn't need to. And it looked like he was playing target field pretty well, more than serviceable. He had a righty on the hill with Sonny Gray. I just didn't understand the move of going with Gavin Sheets out in right field. Uh, what, were, what, just, what were your takeaways from what happened on Wednesday? Yeah, that was kind of my thought as well. And, uh, you know, like the, I, I assume that the uh, the whole thing was is that, uh, you know, again, we're shackling ourselves to handedness. And, you know, I'm sure that Pedro wanted to make sure that he had a couple lefties in the lineup against Sonny Gray. But, um, you know, I personally, I, you know, you get you keep a lefty if you've got Colas in there. You had a day off today, so... You know, unless there's some sort of injury that we don't know about, which is, of course, obviously a possibility. You know, there could be something, you know, like, hey, I got a sore hamstring today, whatever. With this but, team? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, uh, you know, I I don't ever want to see Gavin Sheets in the outfield, as I know that you're a big fan uh, of that, Nick. But I'm going to go ahead and be a contrarian and say that I don't ever want to see him in, in the outfield ever again, you know. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's like I – I tweeted about, uh, you know, from the White Sox Daily account, you know, about there being, in in fact, being capable outfielders and in, infielders in the system that could come up and at least be a serviceable backup option in the outfield. And you shouldn't be avoiding using your farm system, you know, and forcing guys into a position where they're not uh, – suited to play and Gavin sheets, you know, I mean, from all, all accounts I've heard super great guy, but the thing is, he's not an outfielder and you know, he could have another, you know, he could have another fight, you know, when we, when he's 31, is he going to be a better outfielder? Cause he's played in the outfield for five more years. I doubt it. You yeah. know, it's just kind of one of those things that either you have it or you don't uh, once you get to this level. I mean, when you get to the major leagues, you shouldn't be figuring out how to play the outfield. 
Yeah, I understand Um, they want the bat there, but I mean, yeah, yeah, that's my thought on it. Um, Yeah, in a moment, I want to get your take uh, on on options that the Sox have, you know, in the minor league system. Like who who might we see in a White Sox uniform who can help out this team? So we'll get to that uh, in, in just a bit with Ian. Uh, and Danny from White Sox Daily. The, today's episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills uh, all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, and chances are you're one of them, like that Stars app uh, just to watch one show or that free gaming trial you never actually used. A rocket money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you and for any you don't want to pay for anymore. Just hit cancel and rocket money will cancel it for you. It's that easy. Rocket money also helps you manage all your finances in one place and automatically categorizes your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time and also get alerted if anything looks off. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses by uh, the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on. Uh, that's rocketmoney.com slash locked on. Today's episode is also brought to you by Game Time. Uh, buying tickets for your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concert, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps in your set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked on MLB for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price uh, guaranteed. We're talking with Ian Eskridge and Danny Miller from uh, White Sox Daily. Uh, it's an outstanding account. You need to be following it. All the great stuff that they do on a regular basis. Um, covering you know the minor leagues, uh, it, it's a tough task and you do it so well. It's a growing edge of mine and I really appreciate you guys coming on uh, to just kind of uh, shed some light on, on guys like Lenin Sosa that is up and is he here to stay? I mean, will Elvis Andrews eventually be phased out? Uh, Ian, I mean, I, I liked what I saw the other day. He hit a very difficult reliever, uh, it hit a home run that you can't even call it a garbage home run. That was a difficult task. What he did, uh, is Sosa going to be someone that'll be up with the ball club for a majority of the year. Do you think, I mean, it depends on what they decide to do personnel wise. Uh, you know, I mean, they've got Hanser Alberto and Elvis Andrus, you know, if they decide that they're going to keep those guys around, I don't know if, you know, Sosa is going to stick around and I, you know, a burger is going to be gone as well, you know, probably, um, yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, would I like to like him to be? 
you know, um, you know, we talked about this off air, you know, that I was perfectly okay with Sosa and Colas being your second base and right field options right off, right out of the gate. And, um, you know, there was the discourse on, on Twitter, you know, from White Sox fans, you know, grumbling that they, you know, don't want to, you know, leave it up to rookies to play the positions. And we're happy that the White Sox instead signed MLB lifer guys that have proven over years to not be able to produce at a, you know, major league average, you know? Um, so they went out and signed that, uh, Twitter rejoiced. And, uh, <laughs> and now we're seeing that, uh, you know, Billy Hamilton's in triple a and, uh, Jake Marisnik's in triple a and, uh, uh, Victor Reyes is in triple a and he's, yeah, he's hitting while, well, but Yoel you Cespedes know. has gone from triple a back down to double a in yeah. favor of guys who, uh, have made their trips to the major league ball clubs and, and ballparks around the league. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to step on you there, Ian, but uh, I just had to kind of echo that with you. It's it's, it's kind of there's there's some head scratching going on there. For yeah, sure. I don't, yeah, I don't understand the 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 insistence on getting major league depth with um you know guys that are exactly that guys that have proven that they can't do it in the big leagues instead of using your farm system and guys that you're trying to develop it moving them up. You know, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me to stack the entire AAA outfield with uh, Reyes, Marisnik, Hamilton, and Adam Hazley and uh, and keep everybody else down. You know, yeah. it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Danny, are there guys uh, in your mind that are, are in the Sox system that uh, might just never see a White Sox uniform? They, they might get packaged and they might get dealt. Um, you know, Sox are just not going to give them an opportunity. Would the Sox even know what they have? Sometimes I, I worry about uh, the Sox brass and if they even know really uh, a good situation when they see it or they would even know what to do with some of the talent. But uh, any specific players that come to mind that, you know what, uh, we talk a lot about them, but they might see the field with another team. Yeah, well, I mean, there's there's two sides of that question, I would say, actually, is because there are guys that I think can contribute uh, at the major league level for this White Sox team uh, or guys at least should be like, you know, Ian was saying should be in the triple A, uh, you know, Charlotte Knights team instead of, uh, you know, sitting behind guys, 30 somethings, you know, um, but the real thing you know the part that part of that question of of dealing guys is we've all come to see over the last few years here that the, the Sox have uh this syndrome where they fall in love with yes. their prospects yep mm-hmm. and uh you know we don't we don't see the big trade we don't go dangle these guys for you know like we've talked about in the past you know generational talent possibilities out there or you know even just major league ball players that we know could make some kind of difference and contribute uh, for the White Sox team. And they, the Sox just seem to, they fall in love with them. They hold on to them. And some of these guys end up weeding themselves out of the system. And, uh, you know, who knows where they're at now? They're selling insurance in Skokie. You know what I mean? 
So, like, uh, hello to all of our Skokie listeners. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I mean, if there was a handful of guys, like, we, we talk about these outfielders, uh, Ian's more the authority than I am on the minor league system. But, you know, since doing this thing with him the last two and a half years or so, uh, I've really kind of grown to love uh, Louis Miesis. I think uh, he's got some big potential to, uh, you know, do some things. Uh, as, if, as long as he continues his growth and his development, uh, I could see him on a major league roster somewhere, whether it be with the White Sox or not, is a completely different question that I wish I had an answer to. Mm-hmm. But don't. You know, and we all know the, the big name, Yoelki Cespedes, you know, his brother, you know, or his half-brother, I should say, uh, there was, uh, you know, some concerns early on that maybe he would come with the same type of attitude that his brother had. But, uh, you know, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he definitely has his moments where he shows out down there. And I would like to see him continue his development. But, again, we don't know what the White Sox are going to do here. It seems like they have a different plan at the moment. Yeah, and that plan seems to just change uh, regularly, uh, I think, behind closed doors. I, I, I really question if there's an actual absolute plan that they stick with. Um Ian, uh, I mean, I would assume that there's going to be more injuries. There's going to be more opportunities for a young player from the farm system to, to have a shot. I mean, who might we see at 35th and Shields, and, and who do you want to see uh, up in the bigs? Well, as Danny mentioned, uh, Luis Mieses, uh, you know, he's a, a guy that was part of Project Birmingham last year, and uh, he had been at high A all year, and he led the uh, – uh, the Southern Atlantic league with, uh, in doubles. And, um, he also had, I think he had like 16 or 17 home runs, something like that. And, um, you know, they, they brought him up to project Birmingham and all he did was hit. And so now this season, you know, he started at Birmingham. Uh, he just had a double a few minutes ago, uh, to follow up actually a Yolke Cespedes home run. Um, but, uh, you know, he's hitting 350 in double a, and, uh, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, the White Sox always talk about prospects forcing their hands and that's the only way they're going to get up. And, you know, that's that's kind of what Lenin Sosa had to do. You know, he had to force their hand by, you know, having a 1000 OPS to even <laughs> get a shot to come up and play for Tony La Russa and sit on the bench. Yep. You know, yeah. so. You know, are we going to be looking at? Uh, I, I kind of don't think we'll see that same kind of uh, handling out of Griffol, but you know, who knows? Um, it, you know, there's also you know the the whole thing that you have to start screwing around with the 40 man roster and the 26 man roster in order to be able to get these guys to move up. Um, you know, it's it's a real tough scenario. I mean, they've kind of painted themselves and, you know, we've talked about we've taught everybody's talked about this before that they've painted themselves into a corner with their roster construction and with the insistence of keeping around uh, multiple first baseman slash DH types on the <laughs> roster, you know, moving around, you know, and I, I'm not going to say that Luis Mieses is a gold glove outfielder because he is he is not. Um you know, they've been trying him at first base as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, but, uh, you know, like the thing is, is that the, the bat's decent and he can play outfield, you know, um, the same thing about Oscar Colas, you know, is that he's not necessarily, he's not going to be a gold glove outfielder probably, um, but he is a solid defender. 
Now he's a better defender than Miese says, but um, you know he has he has a skill set that should uh, allow him to make his way up to the major leagues. Now again, you know we talk about the White Sox being afraid of using their farm system and instead trying to bring in a guy like a Marisnik or a Billy Hamilton or you know just a, a guy like that instead of letting their guys matric- matriculate their way through the system mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, are they going to let a guy come up and uh, and do that? I don't. I don't know. You know, I hope so. Yeah, but uh, we'll see. Uh, in a moment, I want to talk just trends with this current uh, big league team. Some of the things we've seen. Uh, which ones can stick around? Which which ones might go to the wayside? Uh, we'll continue the conversation with Ian uh, and Danny from White Sox Daily uh, in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Really excited about our new partner and sponsor of uh, today's episode, the mobile game Ultimate Baseball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your professional baseball franchise? Your dream can come true with this game is definitely for you. Uh, All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM, completely free and playable offline play on the go as you want and when you want to. Now is your chance to prove that you can be more competent than Rick Hahn. Uh, No guarantee that you'll have as much job security, but it will be fun to have a seat at that table over and over again. Hopefully you can set the market and be proactive instead of reactive. Locked on White Sox listeners get 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. Download the game. Just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up on the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM, start your dynasty today. Uh, we've seen a lot of things happening uh, this early season uh, that, you know, maybe they stick around, maybe they go to the wayside. Sox were leading all of the AL in hits, uh, struggling, of course, with walks once again, not hitting the home run. Uh, as any Sox fan will tell you, well, once the weather warms up, that ball will start flying out of Sox Park. Got Ian Eskridge and Danny Miller from White Sox Daily with me. Uh, Danny, um, what are these trends might stick around? Which ones might change? What, where do you see this team, uh, headed in the next, uh, you know, two, three weeks? Well, you know, anybody who's been paying attention at all knows that the schedule does not get any easier coming up here. Right. Uh, the three of us talked a little bit about this, you know, pre-show here and, uh, you know, as Ian pointed out, we play the Rays seven times <laughs> yeah. coming up here yeah. in the next month or so. Uh, and, you know, obviously, if if you're not – if you're any type of baseball fan, you've already heard that the Rays have started the season 12-0 and 0 here. So, 13, you know. 13 now. 13, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's right. They yeah. did win again. Yeah. So, uh, they're going to have their hands full there. And, you know, just kind of backing up the train here a little bit, we talk about the Rays. This is not, you know, a huge major market team that goes out and spends, you know, 200 millions of dollars a year on their ball club. Yet they are always in the thick of it in what, you know, obviously, the, the you know, the AL East goes through its uh, its ups and downs like anybody else. But it's usually a pretty solid division. 
And those guys just hang year after year, and they they develop these players that sometimes you've never even heard of. You know what I mean? And I wish the White Sox could do that. Uh, but as far as these trends kind of staying and going, I it's difficult to say right now. If if the White Sox can stay relatively healthy, like we were talking about, if it's just these little minor, you know, dings, these little, uh, you know, maintenance type stops where these guys are getting a few days off here and there, uh, I would like to think that, you know, as things go on, we're going to see more consistency out of these guys like we talked a little about earlier. Um, it's just, it's one of those things where if they're not healthy, we're going to see more of the same we have the last year and a half or so. Yeah, it's. I really uh, don't have much else to offer there. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. It's just, you know, well, we well I'm going to put so uh, I'm going to put I'm going to put Ian on the spot, and you're going to have to really spin it. I mean, because there's a lot of disc- disgruntled Sox fans, especially that 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 brief homestand. I mean, that was what you showed fans. Like this is what you were waiting for all uh, off season. This is the brand of baseball, and, and boy, I hope that changes, or it is going to be another long summer. How do you, how do you stay positive? Can you stay positive, Ian? And, and wh- how would you spin this in a positive direction uh, over the next several weeks? Maybe leading up to that, you know, third of the season mark, Memorial Day. Uh, we've seen positive developments. Um, this is this is how I uh, keep positive myself. And you know, Memorial Day we we put as a marker, you know, as a time where we can assess what we've got and what we think is going to happen from that point moving forward. And I kind of am worried about what the record's going to be just simply because the schedule is so brutal for the White Sox. But, um, you know, Luis Robert playing gold glove defense, mm-hmm. uh, five yeah. home runs, uh, playing out of his mind right now, despite, you know, like we watched him at the World Baseball Classic just swinging at everything, trying to hit a homer on every outside slider that he could possibly see. And, um, but you know, he's been, he's been killing the ball up here. Uh, Andrew Vaughn also hitting really well, no home runs, uh, but lots of doubles. Um, Yohan Mankata before his, uh, following the pitch off of his foot, mm-hmm. you know, and he had an O for 11 stretch, but before that he was killing the ball. Uh, Sosa comes up, he hits a home run. I mean, the rest of the game was kind of a wash for him, but, uh, you know, you got that big home run out of him. Um, Grandal looks different too. Hundred percent, so much better defensively. Um, you have a, a an outfield defense when Gavin Sheets is not out there that can <laughs> provide you a decent uh, decent coverage for your pitcher uh, between Benintendi and Robert and Colas. Uh, it's actually a plus defensive outfield. Um, you know, like Benny's not going to uh, do anything that's really going to wow you, but he's not going to, you know, I mean, he had a couple of plays early uh, that were not, you know, great on tracking the ball. But, I mean, for the most part, you have a competent outfield for the first time in years. Yeah, when's the last time you we've know? had a fully complimentary outfield? Like, honestly. Yeah, it's been a while, and that's why I was just banging my head against the wall on Wednesday afternoon when they put sheets out there. Uh, you know, it, it went against everything that Grafol has been saying about urgency, and I don't believe in early. You had an opportunity to win a series, you know, and, and have an off day and come home just feeling a little bit different. And again, it's not all on Gavin Sheets. I mean, the offense could not figure it out. 
you know, Vaughn did bobble a, a ball at first base, but that's that's taxing on a guy that's been scuffling on the mound. Now, the weird thing is Giolito was locked in, okay? But prior to the game, I'm putting my best defense behind Giolito, who has struggled. You know, I'm giving, I'm setting him up for success as best as possible. So, um, Ian, you sold me. I'm back. I'm back on the White Sox, by the way. Hooray. Danny, Danny, you, Danny, you got to get more positive, buddy. I'm worried about you right now. Ah, um, you know, it's a- listen. <laughs> I try to stay positive, but I mean, it's tough. We've been, it is. It we absolutely have seen this is. Before, uh, yeah. You know, I, I'm I'm tired of the reruns. Let's let's get something rolling here, but. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm not going to jump off the ledge just yet either. So thank you. Uh, we need you around. Uh, guys, thank you so very much for joining me. Uh, Ian Eskridge, Danny Miller. Danny, where can we find uh, you on, on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Danny Miller WSD. Uh, you know, I try to stay away from the, the instas and the, and the all the other stuff. You can also find me uh, on uh, Facebook. I am a, an admin in the White Sox premium facebook group as well excellent and uh ian about you and then just please plug uh white sacks daily yeah um i'm gonna out danny miller here he's got a private insta it's got all his pictures of his uh swimsuits and stuff <laughs> okay. um but uh, I knew it. yeah i got the old uh I, I got the old uh your mean uh <laughs> profile you know i might it, it, it mirrors his um at i eskridge on twitter um and then uh, at Daily White Sox on Twitter, uh, if you're not following for minor league stuff, uh, a lot of of the parent club as well, but uh, a ton, a ton of minor league content. Um, WhiteSoxDaily.substack.com. There's some written stuff on there. It's been a little bit slow just because, uh, you know, me and Danny are not huge writers. Uh, we're more like uh, talkers and uh, tweeters. Um, but yeah, uh, the authority, like I said, I'm just uh, eye candy on the uh, on the podcast. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> See, yeah, now you gotta you gotta have people mailing you for your Insta now. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, and we also have a, a Facebook group, and uh, or we have a YouTube as well. So we've got like some highlights on there. So you know, we, all of our streams go up there as well. We're on Twitch tv slash white Sox daily every uh right now it's uh every tuesday just because it's a convenient day but uh yeah that's where you awesome can find us. uh it, folks uh if you're not following white Sox daily uh please uh do that do yourself a favor some excellent content uh, ian danny always a pleasure thank you guys so very much thank you thanks Folks, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. Uh, you can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere. You find your podcast. We are on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Hey, and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, pass it along to other White Sox fans in your life. Thanks for making Lock Lockdown White Sox your first listen every day. Uh, our everydayers uh, on the next episode, I will recap the Baltimore Orioles series and hopefully be talking about a sweep for our Southsiders. Appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox.